Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right. Welcome back for another episode. It's so good to be here with you guys. I'm just going to start off by saying this sounds a little off today. I do not have my mic, so we're recording right into the computer and all is well. I'm in transit. And um, so bear with me, hang out with me today and tune in to really what I am communicating. This is a powerful episode. Um, We're going to be talking about micro decisions, the micro decisions that we make on a daily basis, moment by moment that make us or break us. So like today's episode, what are the micro decisions I am making on a daily basis that are making or breaking me? And like, this is, you know, making or breaking us is, is a big deal, right? It's like, are we really being made by these micro decisions? Yes. Sometimes it's so easy to think like, okay, well, it's the big stuff, right? It's the big stuff that matters. It's those life-changing decisions or those moments when a door opens or this huge thing comes up, like, should I marry this person? Should we move? Should we buy this house? Like, do I say yes to this this job, this new position, a company, do we start a new business? Do we completely, you know, launch into new territory? Like these are big life game, like game changing decisions. And, you know, we all have a handful of them. Some of us have more than others, these life altering forever, big decisions and macro decisions that we make. But what I've noticed is that, you know, there's a lot of us really not tuning into the fact that those moments where we quantum leap into another reality, those moments where we like get catapulted, you know, we leap from one place into another are really the accumulation, the intersection of a bunch of these micro moments in time, these micro decisions that we made along the way that got us to the place, the time and space and the place that we are positioned to say yes to this thing, right? Yes to the move. Yes to launching the business. Yes to, you know, marrying the soulmate or not, or marrying the wrong person, right? Um, getting the divorce, not getting the divorce. It's the daily accumulation of these things that comes to a head. <clears throat> and so I want to just share, I want to pull back from it and share a personal story. It's actually one of the opening stories in my upcoming book, Warriors Fight different that I'm working on. I'm really excited about putting this book out there. But, and when I was tuning into like, how am I going to start this book? Like what is one of the beginning chapters starts with me being face down on the floor, this moment, this trifecta, uh, um, perfect storm of me laying face down on the floor in a yoga studio, a hot yoga studio. It was like a warm lava, blue lava floor. 
and I'm laying face down in frog pose. Okay. If you guys don't know what that is, you can look that up, but I'm just sitting there like stretching my hips out. And it's this warm, cozy cocoon of a room that really felt like such a safe space to be in. And I remember that day, like as I was breathing in and I was melting, literally trying to melt into the floor and melting into the floor, every single fiber in my body was literally screaming crying. I was laying in a pool of tears. Everything hurt. Like every single move that should have been easy for a woman who was an athlete for all of those years, a woman who was a world-class triathlete, who was constantly training and winning races and, you know, working out, owning a holistic health and wellness facility, training people, talking about nutrition. You know, here I was laying face down on the floor and I was like, I just want to cry. And I was crying. I just like cannot move anything else. My shoulders hurt. My neck hurt. My low back was constantly aching. My hips were locked up. It was like there was tight bands wrapped around my hips, just going like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> right. And it was this moment of me just laying there in a heap. And I was there with two girlfriends at the time for my birthday weekend. And here I was, it was like my body just did not want to go anymore. It didn't want to keep doing what it was doing. It began to revolt. And that was really the start of a long rehabilitative journey um, with me and my body, my relationship with my body after pushing, I'm going to say her, okay. I'm going to refer to my body as her pushing, not listening, numbing down, pushing through, Right. Um, and yes, I stretched and I taught mobility classes and I did this, but there was so much suppressed emotion stored in my cells, in my fascia, in my tissues, like so much that I had just, you know, numbed out to press through. So I was doing all of the body work. I was doing the foam rolling classes. I was doing the mobilization classes, the shoulder work, the postural things, but I wasn't really honoring the time and the space to go within and to really look at what is going on, you know, energetically inside my body, what have I been holding onto suppressing and not allowing to come out. So there I was, you know, my body was burnt out, exhausted, pain, 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 no matter what I did, I could, I got to the place where running became like so hard. I couldn't even run anymore. And I was, I was a competitive runner for many, many years. I just couldn't even run down the street without everything hurting my neck jarring. I'm laying there. And at the same time I had been in yet another, yet another failed relationship that was coming to a head. I had, you know, after a 10 year marriage and horrible years of going through that divorce, cycling through another eight-year relationship that was, you know, one where I think like you had two people who desperately wanted, <laughs> desperately wanted to make it work, desperately wanted to, you know, had the passion, had the chemistry. However, we trauma bonded early in that relationship, right? We both came in with the same core wounds of abandonment. We had very similar stories with our parents, you know, as alcoholics who were not available for us. Like, and that, that next eight-year marriage, that next eight-year relationship, really was like a bonding at the most traumatic level and we just kept fighting and we were in these toxic cycles of on again off again hot cold I want you I want nothing to do with you um it was so tumultuous you know taking my body my emotional body through that and my physical body so much push, push and pull and then after that ended 
I went into another two-year relationship. And so here at this moment, when I was laying on the mat of the yoga studio that day, and I was like, the shame, the shame that was washing over me of like, here I am again, after a 10-year marriage and divorce, after eight years of cycling through an emotionally unavailable, toxic relationship, I entered into another two year, almost two year, year and a half, whatever it was, relationship that was completely misaligned. Where day in and day out, it was like just off, right? There was a canyon between us, there was distance. We were misunderstanding each other on every level possible. I had brought this man into my business. He had shut his business down to come work with me as one of the key players of my team. I'm sitting there and I'm like, what on earth, God, am I doing here again in another relationship that's a hot mess where there is no deep love? We don't have trust. We don't have desire. The desire is gone. My body cannot handle another moment. And my business is totally unraveling. Now I've brought this person in (laughs) who is like, I mean, I made so many wrong decisions in those days micro decisions and macro decisions as a result. And I was sitting there and I, you know, the, the atmosphere on the team had changed. You know, there was many years in that business, that fitness studio, nutrition coaching, wellness coaching, where it was amazing. Like I was on point, you know, I was doing the thing I love. And then it all of a sudden became really hard and it became a lot of work. And like, the team was becoming disgruntled and it was getting harder to keep the team cohesive, like working as a union and everything started to feel harder. Clients started to be frustrated. We had clients leaving, um, key players, teammates leaving and starting their own business down the street and mass exodus of clients walking out the door with them. And I, I was trying so hard in that season of my life. When I think back to the woman who was laying on the floor, I was trying so hard to hold all of these things together. I was trying so hard to hold my body together, to maintain the lean, you know, the lean muscle mass, to maintain that percentage of body fat and the athletic ability that I had come to know so well, to maintain that sort of elite status as an athlete, while also maintaining like, you know, (laughs) this, this relationship, like trying to somehow keep it together. And I knew like, it was just about to unravel at any moment, trying to keep my staff together, my studio together. We had heavily invested in real estate at this point, completely spent about 150, 200K on a rebuild, um, construction loans, you know, new mortgages, like the pressure that I was on in at that time. And at the same time, I was feeling my heart and soul being called to move, to move, to move. It was time. Like I could feel the new season calling. I could feel my soul. And I had been in this tug of war for, you know, a few years where I was like, that moment was like my, I was just mentally just exhausted. Like mentally, I was just all up in my head 24 seven, trying to solve, trying to fix, trying to answer questions, trying, trying, trying to say the right things, analyze everything, every move I was making. My body physically was just drained, drained, right? It's like, I had no juice left. (laughs) I had no juice left to get. My heart was hurting, empty, you know, from being in these relationships that were completely misaligned. And my spirit was aching. My spirit was aching for this intimacy, for this connection, for this 
lightness and joy that I knew was meant to be in my life, right? Why did everything have to feel so heavy? Why had every, I felt like I was carrying all of these burdens. I was going through massive things with my teenage kids. You know, I was going through a really tough season with my oldest child at the time with some things that were really extremely difficult for me to deal with. And it was like, everything came crashing down on me. Um, and that moment to me was like, it was the perfect storm of all the things in my life that I worked so hard <laughs> to get together, to put together, to maintain. And I was trying to hold all these pieces together. It was literally like a glass house and like one rock, you know, was going to shatter the whole thing. And, or one string, you know, pulled would unravel the whole thing. And I was impossible to hold it together. And that day when I was laying on the ground and I was face down and it was, I remember the tears were warm, the floor was warm, everything was aching. And I just wanted to like crawl into the earth. <laughs> and I just wanted to crawl into the earth and have somebody just come and take me. And I was like, God, I had so many questions that day. You know, God, what on earth am I doing here? What is going on? Why do I keep attracting these kind of relationships? Why can't I have my shit together? Why does everything have to be hard? I mean, I asked all of those why questions that in the last episode, I said, you know, yeah, sometimes they can be good questions, but it spun me into this like, you know, pool of just self-pity and pain, like just, it was dark. It was a dark night. You know, it was a trifecta and it was a, an accumulation of many dark nights of the soul. I'd had a many in my life. So I've gone through massive transformations, identity upgrades, moving countries, re reinventing myself over and over again. This is just in my DNA. And that moment was sort of the accumulation of all of these dark nights of the soul coming together into one perfect storm, the volcano erupted. And it really was the tipping point for me to begin to say, all right, I'm going to burn, either burn it all down or let it burn down. I'm going to just get everything in my life in order in the right way, without forcing, without pushing, something's got to go. I've got to surrender. What I'm doing is not working. And I really, this was the time where I really said to God, you know, I need you. I need you to come in here and help me with this mess that I have created. I need, I cannot do this alone. I don't want to do this alone. I don't want to do life alone. I don't want to be alone at the top. I felt so desperately alone. And um, that was really a, a true moment of surrender for me. And it began you know, there's so much more to this that I write about in the book when it comes out, you guys can read the, the juicy story with all the details, but, you know, it began a journey for me, a deep journey of an intimate love affair, you know, a love affair with the woman inside the little girl, like honoring and, you know, remothering, you know, the little girl inside an intimate love affair with the father, like my creator, my father, you know, the one that designed us in his image to really get to know him and, and for him to show me what it meant, like what it, what it meant to be a woman, what it meant to be cared for and cherished for, for him to show me what it meant to co-create and collaborate. And so it began the season for me, which, you know, was a few years long, actually, of really coming back to the woman that I was designed to be and coming back into alignment and integrity with those God-given desires and seeds that he planted in my heart that I talk about so much and coming into 
you know, deep seasons of trust and learning to get open and raw and real and intimate on a whole other level with myself, with my spirit, with my inner woman, my heart, with God in conversations and externally with the people in my world where, you know, I'd either been judging or pushing or forcing or trying to make things work and just really moving into a season of who some awkward, difficult, uncomfortable, and oh, so necessary conversations. I'm saying all of this to bring you to the place that, you know, where I am today is I truly am a woman who is, I believe, like I feel amazing in my body today. I feel strong. I feel alive in every cell of my being. It feels good. I feel sexy in my body. I love to, to do life in this body. Um, I have a great relationship with my body when it comes to what am I eating? How, what, what workouts feel good? What does my body need in this season of life? I have the most intimate, amazing relationship with my husband, who is now my husband, because I've redefined and upgraded all of the ways that I make decisions, <laughs> the blueprints I operate by. And I'm doing work that absolutely lights my soul on fire. And God keeps surprising me every day with new opportunities, new people to work with. You know, we just finished an immersion day yesterday um, with a couple. And I just love these deep dive immersive experiences where we get to do deep work. We get to ask better questions. We get to play together. We get to share our stories. There's so much healing that happens. Right. And so I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't begin to make different decisions. Right. All of us, we wouldn't be where we are today if we had not made these micro decisions moment by moment, day by day that get us here. And so today I am relentless. I am devoted to making these micro decisions because I know that these are the decisions that really make the life that we desire or break us completely away from it, right? They distance us from the life we desire. And I, Last episode, I talked about decisions or questions. Are we asking powerful questions? Because if we ask shitty questions, the why me, why me, the self-pity questions, the blaming questions, the, the questions that just keep us running in circles, we just keep running in circles. Or we start feeling sorry for ourselves, we actually start moving backwards. We ask a powerful question, we get powerful answers that move us in the right direction. But the next thing that happens is after we get the answers, is am I making a decision? Am I in decision? What decision am I making now that is moving me towards that answer, moving me in right, like in the right path as I walk forward? Or am I still, you know, just spinning in a circle? Like maybe I got my answer, but I'm not trusting. And decisiveness, the ability to decide and then take action is really evidence that you are cultivating trust. You may not have all the trust, but it doesn't happen like that overnight where you're like, okay, you know, didn't trust you yesterday, didn't trust you in the relationship, didn't trust myself, didn't trust my body, didn't trust God. And all of a sudden today, whoop, there's trust. Trust is cultivated. You know, we, trust is nurture. Trust is practice. Trust is a choice and a decision. And so really for me, it began, you know, really tuning into what are the micro, micro, the, the 1%, the 0.001% that doesn't seem like a big deal in the moment. It really feels so insignificant. And yet 
it literally begins to shift everything. It shifts the energy. It shifts the direction I'm going. It shifts what comes at me in terms of comes towards me in terms of opportunity. It shifts what doors open, what doors close. It shifts if I'm in flow or in friction, right? Like these, they're micro. And what's so cool about this is it truly is the little stuff. It's the small moment by moment things, decisions we make that change the game. And so the beauty in this is I think that a couple things I want to unpack is number one, we always like we get so wrapped up and like, oh my gosh, it has to be this big thing. And we create mountains out of thoughts, out of fears, out of ideas, out of a decision we have to make or get to make. We make them into these insurmountable mountains. And I love when Jesus says, you know, with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. What I believe he was saying was not that you're going to physically move a physical mountain, but these things feel massive in our lives and they feel immovable. And like, how do I get around it, over it? Like, do I have to dig a tunnel through this thing? And really, when we begin to ask powerful questions and then make decisions, we realize that we don't have to do anything to the mountain, the mountain moves out of the way. I'm going to say that again. When you are in decision and you begin to move in faith, you don't have to do anything to the mountain. It is not now that some big thing you've got to climb, a challenge, a hurdle, something you've got to drill through, push through, fight against. The mountain moves. You literally move it. And So that's the one thing I want to say about that. And how do we get tripped up in this is when we begin to spend way too much time in the future, right? And we're we're quote unquote trying to make a decision and we're too wrapped up in what if, what if, what's going to happen in the future, right? And every time we start going too far out to the future, we're like in the what if questions and what's going to happen and oh my gosh, and we latch into that fear of the future, that anxiety, it can be very immobilizing right? We, we, it could be, it could put us into that freeze mode, that fear mode. It could put us into fight mode, which is like, all right, bring on the mountain. I'm going to crush this thing. And we start fighting and making things way harder. We create friction. We create resistance. We create drama because we are programmed and we think, oh yeah, that's what you do. You just keep drilling through these things. And that's a lot of what the personal development world teaches. There's a lot of what the high performance world has taught us in the past as an athlete. And man, there's a whole other game to play, a whole other realm and space to be in when you say, what does it look like when I get in flow faster, right? What does it look like when I actually, the mountain moves and I can find the rhythm, I can find the flow, I can find the sweet spot. So I'm using some sports analogies here. It's like the more we can play in the sweet spot in that zone and train in it and be in it, the easier everything is. It doesn't mean that, we're not sweating and we're not doing the work, but it's like, we're not fighting ourselves in the process or fighting the thing, right? We're actually in the zone. We're in this space that it feels amazing to be there. And you could be laser focused. So really talking about moving into the state of flow and working with the current instead of against it. Um, so what, 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 you know, kind of chunks up our micro decisions is like, we might pause and say, okay, I'm looking too far ahead. And I'm trying to consider every possible scenario and outcome and what if, what if, and so we're out there, we don't even realize energetically, we're building this huge mountain up. We're now moving into doubt, we're now moving into fear. 
And we begin to make micro decisions like, okay, I'm going to pause. I'm going to hesitate. I'm not going to do this, or I'm going to push through this. And we begin to make these decisions moment by moment based on a future that is rooted in fear, in doubt, in scarcity, or what we think that we know of based on the past, right? We literally project what happened in the past. We throw it into the future and we're like, okay, I have to, I have to protect myself from that happening. And we're totally looking at this from a 3D, like, physical, I like, this is what I know. This is what I see. This is what I've touched. So therefore that's what must happen over and over again. And we don't trust that there might be other possible outcomes, other possible timelines available. And I see this a lot, right? We're projecting what happened in the past. Well, I'll see it. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, that guy, he always shows up that way. My ex, that's how he always shows up. And I, we even had this conversation yesterday is like, when we keep doing that, we are also saying, I'm putting all my faith in that person having the power to change him or her rather than like, what else is possible when we begin to move from a different place? Like, am I putting my faith in what God is doing through us and what God is able to do through us? I mean, I've seen God change the hearts of some men overnight like that. I have seen God shift my heart, stir me up and get me to behave in a completely different way than I did before where my kids were like, what on earth happened to you? Who are you? Where did you come from? And that we've seen this in my coaching. A lot of my clients are going through high conflict divorces, or they've gone through these relationships and they've struggled with their ex legal battles for years or teams and legal battles in business. And all of a sudden, when we begin to shift the playing field and we begin to engage differently and make different micro decisions, not based on the past, not based on the future that we're trying to project and analyze, not making decisions all from fear, from doubt, from trying to protect, from com competing and having to grab market share. We're not making decisions from this pride filled place of having to prove or compete. And we begin to make decisions from a place of being in the moment right here, right now. What making a decision based on what do I desire to create? What am what what would be amazing? Bring me the most joy. What would bring the most harmony on our team? What would bring people together instead of divide them? You know, like we begin to make these micro decisions. What's the one thing that gets to come out of my mouth right now that's going to create unity instead of division? What is the one thing I'm going to stick in my mouth, <laughs> in my mouth right now that's going to give me more life force this afternoon rather than drain my energy? We can ask these, these questions and make these micro decisions that actually open up flow, pull things into the present moment, and literally move the resistance away. I'm not being too big on this, but kind of sharing my heart what's coming through, right? So... Again, I want to come back full circle on that. It's like, are we holding out to, on making decisions? We think we're holding out because we're like afraid to make the wrong move in the future. We're looking too far out into the future, or maybe you're rehashing the past. And therefore you're, you're like unknowingly repeating the same decisions that you made in the past, right? I'm not going to respond to that. I'm not going to text her back because you know, my ex used to do this, or I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Or I am going to, and we're reacting actually to what happened in the past. Cause if we're reacting in the moment, we're still deciding, right. And when we're freezing and we're just running in a circle, we're making a decision in that moment to not do anything, which there are times 
to not do anything. <laughs> there are times where the decision is I'm going to just pause for a minute. I'm going to take a couple breaths. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to just put this aside until I feel the urgency to move on it or the call to go or the clarity, right? If there's no clarity, then I don't like that's something that I'm like, okay, right? Is there an action now that would give me more clarity that I can move on that is expansive, that is opening me up? Or am I just reacting, 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 and making these micro decisions? So I want to actually get practical here as we as we begin to wrap this up. Is you know the tools that have really helped me, and the focus has been to yes, look ahead, look ahead, and speak to the victory. Look ahead and speak to the vision that you are called to create. What are we consciously creating now? Where is God leading me? What are we? What is the vision over my business? What is the vision over my family? What is the vision over my health? You know, as I'm looking ahead, and we have this like lighthouse that is broad and wide, and we can see a vision of where we're going, what we're moving towards. And then the micro decisions are like, okay, so in this moment, right here, right now, what do I get to take action on that is in alignment with that? That's an integrity with that. As things are coming into my life, it could be anything. It could be like, hey, let's go here for breakfast. And I know it's a place that has a bunch of crap. You know, I'm like, you know, that's not actually in alignment with like me having the energy today and the life force, right? Or whatever it is. So if you're just deciding to, have multiple coffees and skip breakfast or eat crappy food at lunch and that you know ultimately it's going to make you tired because in the moment you're just like this micro decision right now is like I'm just going to push through lunch I'm going to skip lunch or I'm going to you know just get something in because I want to keep working on that project like those micro decisions cost us right that micro decision to stay at your desk longer after you got the brain fog instead of taking a breath, going outside, going for a walk and getting some spaciousness back so you can actually see clearly what the problem at hand is or what the situation is at hand. Those micro decisions cost massively, cost energy, they cost productivity, they cost creativity, they cost um, life, they cost joy. Like these, and they are truly so subtle moment by moment. You know, the micro decision when you are closing out your workday and you are going right into the next conversation, maybe with your wife or your kids, you know, this micro decision to take a beat, right? To be like, okay, I'm gonna just transition here for 60 seconds or 30 seconds and shift my hat from CEO to dad, to husband, to lover and walk in the door. And I'm gonna drop my CEO brain that's like execute, execute, execute. And I'm just gonna walk in as a lover to be curious, you know, what my queen want, you know, has to say and to share moments of joy with her or just to go play with the kids. Those are micro decisions. They're micro, right? So today, as we, as we kind of begin to, you know, tune into like starting from the moment I get up, this isn't about having a bunch of stuff to do. I'm actually anti to-do lists, you know, like I'm anti-goal. I'm into having a vision. I'm into creating spaciousness where we can be in this creative space of truly co-creating with God. I'm into setting an intention and a direction, like pointing the boat. And then we got to learn to work with the water. We got to learn to work with the wind. We've got to learn to work as elements come in, right? To stay in as much flow as possible instead of fighting the current all the time. So yes to having a vision. Yes to setting intention versus having an agenda, right? Talk about this a lot. Maybe I'll do a podcast on that. 
but like, do you start your day and you have this whole agenda of how things should go and what they should look like? And maybe it's worked for you for many years. There was a time and space in my life where I totally needed that. Like I needed this structure because I was actually lacking so much inner structure, right? So I needed to create all of this, these external controls to basically keep me in a space where I could channel my energy. But now, or channel my focus. Now I have a lot of inner structure. I feel really safe. I feel anchored. You know, I I can feel how to move my energy, my focus. I know how to direct it. So those rigid time blocks and rigid agendas just don't work anymore because I realize now when I move into conversations with potential, you know, new collaborators or whatever, if I actually don't have an agenda, but my intention is just to like, hey, I want to really get to know what this person's up to. How how can I support them? I'm telling you things, collaborative projects birth, right? They just happen. And they happen when I set my agenda aside. So yes to having intention and putting agendas aside and just being in the space of potential exploration, co-creation. And Yes, there's times where your focus and my intention is like, okay, I'm going to be 100% all in right now. And my focus is writing for the next two hours or creating podcasts or whatever it is. Okay. So once we have that intention and we're pointed now, really, the thing is like being in the moment because we create in the here and now, like the thing that I say now will affect the next hour, right? The thing that I speak out at the start of my day, um, as I'm, as I walk in the door to the kids or my husband is going to have an effect on how the whole rest of the day is going to go. Right. And we do this. So are we intentional on being in the now and moving into this space of what is the micro decision? What is the easy, quick, simple, fast, right? Like what's the thing, the rudder that's so subtle that I'm going to boom, 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 shift. And what is fun about this is number one, it is way less pressure because you're literally moving in flow moment by moment. You're being receptive and responding. You're being receptive to your environment instead of fighting everything in your environment. You're tuning in without taking on right? You're tuning in to notice, okay, what's going on around me? Where do I get to navigate next right now in this moment, right? What's required right now? You're way less in your head. In fact, I'm rarely ever in my head. I'm mostly in my body. Like I'm living in my body. I'm tuned into my heart, my spirit, and I am directing. I direct, I direct the mind on here. Let's go. Let's execute on this right now. Here's the thing we get to say, right? And, and the mind and the heart are truly in coherence and in obedience, in obedience to the spirit, which I believe is the only way to go. Like, and, and yeah, staying in this body, like I'm grounded, I'm on this earth. So a, it's liberating because it takes so much pressure off of you to figure everything out ahead of time. You can move into this flow state leadership throughout your day where your goal is actually, your intention is actually just slow things down, be fully present, tune into what's happening around you without taking it on and begin to navigate and respond, respond, move 1%, 1%, 1%, right? And this is mastery, guys. These are like, these are mastery skills. This is not like that, like the foundational, it is foundational, but it's also, it requires practice. Because we've become so mindless. It's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to start going through the motions. So we know how much of our day is just going through the motions. So this is something we've got to train, 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 train into our system, into our nervous system, into our beingness, right? And just have a lot of awareness. It takes a lot of awareness 
to lead this way and it's way more fun. It's liberating. You get to spend way less time in your head because you're being here now. You actually get to experience your life now. How many times have you gone on a vacation or gone on a date or had a weekend and wake up Monday morning? And you're like, what did we even do this weekend? I know we had fun, but I forget what we did. Or you go on a vacation and you have all these pictures and then you get home and you're like, man, did we even have a vacation? <laughs> like, I don't even feel like I had a break. I don't feel like I had a vacation. And you feel like you need a vacation from the vacation because you weren't there. You were already stressing about what, what you were going to, how many emails you were going to have to open when you got home or what kind of, you know, what was going to happen on your teams or, and we don't spend enough time in our bodies, having the human experience here and now. So the beauty of this is when you begin to move into this place of yes, presence, yes, radical awareness, and being here now in my body, making these micro decisions and less, less, less having to worry about the macro ones. When the macro ones present themselves, the big opportunities, what I say is like, I'm just in the right place at the right time because as a result of all these micro decisions that have positioned me in the right place at the right time, in the right space. And literally what I get to do in that moment is say, yes, yes, that's amazing. Let's do it. Yes or no, if it's not. So let's start real quick. Practical, tactical things is what does this look like? It looks like, you know, what, what is the micro decision as I'm laying there in bed when the alarm goes off, or maybe you're waking up naturally as I do. And it's like, what is that micro decision in the moment? Do you decide to start thinking about your day and all the things you have to do? Or do you spend a moment to praise? Like I lay in the moment. I'm like, kind of say the same thing every day. It's like, thank you, God, another amazing day. Thank you for the opportunities that are going to present themselves. Thank you for the way you show up for me every day. Thank you that you are guiding me. And I just like this practice of like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, um, you know, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord and all things. And I'm just, I remember that that was a little practice from the beginning. So deciding at the get-go to just wake up and choose to be in a state of gratitude in the moment. I don't have to make it to do, I don't have to make a gratitude list, but it's a decision in that moment that that is how I get to open my eyes. That gets to be the first thing I focus on, you know, being in decision. Like, what is the first thing I do after that? Do I open my phone? Do I check the emails? Do I come into the office and sit like uh, th those micro decisions? You know, they vary, but usually that decision is I'm going to spend quiet time with God and with the spirit and do some reflection before I open the phone, the social media, whatever. And, it's, you know, that, that was something I had to train in. So the micro decisions is like, yeah, what does my morning get to look like today? Well, it's not always cookie cutter, right? Because I need different things at different seasons of life. There are days where I'm doing a lot more creative work. And so I need more, like, I want more spaciousness in the morning. So, you know, I'm making a decision. Like, what am I allowing into my space this morning? Am I going to go for a walk? This morning, I got, went outside for a walk. I had my coffee in my office first. I went for a walk you know, just to get my feet on the grass and get the sunlight on. I went to this, the sauna studio and now I'm in creation mode for the rest of the day. I like really set the tone so that I could be in this great space where I feel relaxed. I feel open. I'm grounded. My body's feeling good. And the creative flow is just happening. Right. So like really just kind of walk through your day. And we hear this, like, what does my ideal day look like? But really it just, I invite you as a, as a practice, as an exercise coming up this podcast to just do that, go through your day and just 
in your mind, visualize what are the micro decisions that I would make that would infuse more life, more connection, more harmony, move me into this space of collaboration, whatever the thing is that you're being called to do. And just begin to visualize what it's like to not only walk through that day, but be in the state of making micro decisions. The whole going full circle to the story that I told you at the beginning, the reason I had that trifecta of burning everything down, my body hurting, my relationship struggling, is I was not listening. I was making these micro decisions to override my body. My body saying, Christine, I'm tired, I need to rest. Nope, I'm not listening. I would push micro decisions to force relationship conversations instead of just walking away for a minute, having a breath. I was making micro decisions to fight back, to, to criticize, to try to control situations. These moment by moment actions added up. These moment by moment decisions to say, I'm not gonna trust you. I don't believe what you're saying. I'm gonna choose right now to look at you and you know find fault in what you're saying or find fault in myself. These are micro decisions. Don't fool yourself and say, oh, I'm not making any decisions. You know, I'm just kind of going with the flow. Maybe you are, and you're also making a decision. Right now, you're in decision to listen to this. You're in decision of whether or not you take action on it. You're in decision on what you're going to eat tonight, how you're going to engage in conversation. Every single thing you do, you say, you think about, you breathe over, you want to create, you dream about, like you're in decision. Hmm. And I think that is the perfect place to end that. So my loves, we will wrap up by saying this. Is your life a reflection of what you know you're created for? Are you going through life experiencing? Are you having the life experience you desire? Or are you longing for more? Are you maybe in your breakdown moments where you just feel the fire of these things burning down? You're feeling stressed out. At any moment in time, you have the power to begin to shift these micro decisions that will make you, that will move you into a new space or they will break you. And it really is that simple. It's, it's powerful, it's potent. And we love to complicate things and make them way harder than they are. It is simple, it's not easy. It takes radical awareness, it takes radical awareness. It takes a choice, it takes faith to move forward. And I will tell you, it doesn't take much a couple days, one afternoon of making different decisions and micro decisions, you change the trajectory big time. And this is why when I work with couples, when I work with leaders, they're so used to everything having to take long or taking shortcuts. And I'm like, look, we're not taking shortcuts, but we are collapsing time and space because when we are pulling that much awareness and consciousness into the space and we're beginning to micro readjust, realign, readjust, recalibrate, things happen fast, not because you force them to speed up. That's just what happens. You're literally leaping into another time, into another space, into another reality. And it's beautiful and it's fun. So I'm going to leave you with that. What micro decision do I get to make? Micro, micro, can I play with this? I invite you to be in the play. Remember, consider it all joy, my friends, the trials of many kinds, right? Consider it all joy. It is all play. We get to be having fun in this process. It's a life is a creative process. So, I mean, you can paint, you can create whatever you want to. Why does it have to be hard? Why does the process have to suck? Why can't we just have fun with it? So I invite you to have fun with this. You guys, I'd love to hear from you. Make sure if I'd love to hear from you on this podcast, DM me, DM me on Instagram at the Christine 
Jewel. This is the first time I'm offering this up, but I'd love for to hear from you. If you guys want to go deeper with this work, I would love to have you DM me at the Christine Jewel on Instagram. Um, Christine Jewel on Facebook. You can send me a DM. Let me know what's landing for you. Um, and if you want to go deeper with the work, you can DM me with a, a word initiation, initiation in the, the subject. And I will, you know, get you on a roll with that to learn more about our coaching programs and mentoring programs so that you can go deeper into the conversation. But let me know that you're there, that you're on the other side. Let me know what you got from today's episode. And until next time, you guys, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously as warriors of the heart. We live the untamed life, my friends, the only life worth living. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.